Thank you for listening to Fearless LA. We believe that where love is greater, fear is less. Tune in today to hear a life-changing message from our lead pastor, Jeremy Johnson. John chapter 11, verse number one. It says this, as we read together, uh, you don't have to read it out loud, just read in your heart. Amen. (laughs) Now a man named Lazarus, somebody say Lazarus. Come on, you know that. Lazarus, come forth. A man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, a village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on Jesus, the Lord, and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one who you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for the glory of God that God's son may be glorified through it. Now, I just want to stop there for a second. You touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, this will not end how you thought it was going to end. God's going to get the glory. Come on, I don't care how far you've been, how long it's been, God's going to get the glory. Come on, touch your other neighbor and say, God's going to get the glory. Verse number five, it says, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, another version says, therefore, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he got up and rushed in the ambulance and went as fast as he could to raise Lazarus up from being sick. No, it doesn't say that. It says, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed there where he was two more days. Somebody say two. 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 So time goes on and Jesus is with his disciples. He's hanging out for two more days while Lazarus is dying. And then we skip down to verse 17. Jesus finally gets up and heads towards Lazarus. On verse 17 it says, On his arrival, Jesus found Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Somebody say four. Four. Not five on it. We got four on it. Four days he had been in the tomb. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. And many Jews had come and Martha and Mary to comfort them and they lost their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary... She was angry. She stayed home. Lord, Martha said, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. I want to preach to you just for a few moments on a sermon that I titled, Jesus, Lord of all. But here's my second title. Even now, God will give you anything you ask for. Touch your neighbor and say, even now, Jesus is Lord of all. Touch your other neighbor on the other side and say, other neighbor. I wasn't rejecting you the first time. This works for you too. Because even now, Even now, even even though the bank foreclosed, 
Even though they kicked you out of your apartment, even though the job quit on you, even though they walked out on you, even though the sickness is still there, even though it feels like a quarter past midnight and we're in the first of the year and it still didn't happen, even though I know you're God and anything you do, all you got to do is ask. Even now, even now, even, I came to give a word to a generation that even now, even, even though you messed up and God should abandon you, he didn't abandon you. And even now, he's still your God. Even now, God could turn it all around and around and around and around and around. God's going to turn it around. Come on. Anybody, he's going to work in your favor and around. And around, come on, even now, God wants to do something. Even now, even January 1st, 2017, I don't care what happened last year or the year before, even now. But I failed God. Okay, well, awesome. So have all of us. Even now, that doesn't change who he is because you're giving me who you are. Even now, even now, Jesus is Lord of all. This is the gospel of John. John paints Jesus a different way than Luke, Matthew, or Mark. Mark paints him as a servant. John paints him as God. Mark paints him as a servant to all. John paints him as Lord of all. Both the same person, but it's how they saw him and how they preached about him. I wonder how you see him today. Because how you see him will be about how you declare about him. The reason why we got all four gospels is that we could see him in all four lights and we can preach about him in all four ways. One said he's a servant, the other said he's Lord. Another said he's a savior of the misfit. Do you see him as your savior? Because if he saved you, you can tell others he can save them too. He was God to John. From the beginning, John didn't talk about Mary or the birth. Or he left out the, the womb and he, he even talked about the tomb. But he left out the womb and the manger and the tree. And he left all that out because he started his gospel was in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. And he was the light of the world. And the world did not understand the light as it came into the world. Darkness did not understand it. He proclaimed the gospel from the Godhead. He did not proclaim it from human wisdom or understanding. It was out of this world, Jesus entering this world. I know we see him as a little baby, but we got to understand Jesus coming into this world, the light of the universe was a lot like the first light of the universe hitting the universe. It was like when God stepped out in the darkness and he said, let there be light. It was the second Genesis moment, second creation moment. Jesus showed up, the light into darkness, and the darkness did not understand it. I love that he said he wasn't traveling with the word. He didn't just have good words. But believe me, Jesus could speak. <laughs> uh, if you don't know that Jesus could preach, he, he didn't need a microphone. He didn't need a blueprint or a flyer or someone else to teach him in a school how to speak. Jesus just started talking and people started showing up. In fact, so many people would come to Jesus' messages that they could not hold them in buildings. In fact, one time they tried and just to get someone in, they had to cut a hole in the roof. The roof was on fire. <laughs> Jesus could speak, man. He would talk to storms and they would be silent. Hmm. 
But he didn't just have the word. He was the word. It's one thing about having something. Because if you just have something, as long as someone comes up that's stronger than you, they can take it away. But you can't take away something you are. That's why Jesus doesn't have life. He is life. He doesn't have love. He is love. The next time you keep telling God that his love has been taken away from you because of what you did, what you're saying is what you did was stronger than what he had. But you can't take away something from him that isn't in his hands. It's in who he is. He didn't have the word. <laughs> he was the word. His life was the word. And that word made his home amongst men. John talks about this man. When he would come into cities, he would pick a home. I like this one. See, Jesus didn't own a home. I know that's our ultimate goal in life, to own a home and have a 401K and 2.3 rooms and a garage and maybe a, a, a wine cellar. or so, I don't know what we're, we're hoping for. We're hoping for different things in our house that would be on this block, good neighborhood for my kids to grow up in. You know, hopefully kids with her, she's supermodel. Amen. Praise the Lord, right? You're, ho you're hoping for certain things and dreaming for certain things, but I do want to remind you, Jesus was never married. He never owned a home, never owned a car. I don't know if he needed a 401k. Not that those things are bad, but don't make those your God. Jesus didn't even have a house, man. So his only house was to bomb on other people's couches. Jesus was a couch hopper, and he didn't even hop alone. He, he hopped with a crew of, of misfits, man. These were fishermen. These were tax collectors. These were ex-prostitutes, ex-murderers. These are the people Jesus hung with. He'd bring them over to the house, and there were special houses that had made themselves available to Jesus. Every town he had a house he would stay in. In fact, the upper room was one of those places that he would often frequently stay. This room, this house, was the house of Martha. Mary and Lazarus, it was one of his favorite places to stay in this city. Can you imagine if you were chosen to be the house where Jesus hung out at? The whole city is full of houses. He didn't pick them based on how big or how eloquent. He picked them on the company that would be kept in the house and how the company would keep him. I want my house to be a house where Jesus feels welcome. And I want my house to be a house where he feels like he can make his. Man, God, if you're going to make your home in anywhere in L.A., make, I'm going to be selfish with this one. Come stay with me. Come live with me. Come abide. Anytime you're in town, Jesus, the door is always open. In fact, don't worry about doors. I know you can walk through them. But just if you want to, here's the key. And, you know, I want Jesus to, to abide with me. I want Jesus with me all the time. I, I, I could have, there's a lot of things I could wish for in a house, but what I most likely want to wish for is that Jesus would take up residence inside every room, in every corridor, in every area of my house. Many of us want Jesus in our house, but we still got that room that looked like hoarders. You know that one room when all the company comes over, you put everything in there? Just don't go in there. What's in there? Don't worry about it. You just don't want to go in there. And then we have this one room that we do not let him be Lord of. And then we blame him when the enemy keeps breaking into that room that he's not God of. I want to invite him into my house so that when he comes into the city, when he comes into my house, he feels welcome. He, this should be our number one goal for 2017. Not a bigger house, a faster car, 
not, not the right acting job opening up, not, not the right girl, not the right guy, that Jesus would come reside with me, not in, in my house, but in my house, that everywhere I go, everywhere I walk, Jesus is invited into every corridor, every season, every, what if you, what if you invited him into your job? I'm not saying you got to preach, you know, while you're working out, you're out there preaching. Come on, guys. John 3, 16. No, I'm saying that, that he is invited. God, any moment you want to interrupt my day and say anything, you are welcome. And this was the house of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. They had a, they had a, they had a pedigree of why Jesus should be with them. They had, they had, a, they had a, a whole list of, remember Jesus? We're the house that you really love. You, and and in, in the house, you got to understand, in this house, in order to be a house where Jesus was invited in, there has to be worship that goes on in that house. These were worshipers. This is Mary. It tells us in the beginning, this is the Mary that, that, that poured the oil out for Jesus and, and washed his feet with her hair. This is that Mary. This is Mary the worshiper. This is Mary. She gave it all. If you're going to be a worshiper, you cannot leave some in and some out. you gotta, you got to break the bank to worship Jesus. I'm not talking financially. I'm talking with your life. you got to say, God, I lay it all on the altar. I don't want to be a dead sacrifice. I want to be a living sacrifice for you. Mary was a worshiper. She worshiped Jesus. She wasn't just a praiser. You know, everybody can praise the Lord. All you got to do is have the right beat, the right EDM sound, and the right lights, and your leg starts moving. You're like, I don't, I don't even know what's happening, but I like this. At my old youth group, we used to have people fast dancing together at the worship set. I'm like, what are you doing? They're like with their girlfriend, like dancing like this. I don't think they were worshiping anything. Well, they were worshiping something, but hey. The Bible says, let all that have breath praise the Lord. <laughs> you don't even have an option to praise the Lord. You praise him when you go, <sighs> when you wake up one more day, you're praising God. But when you give worship, <laughs> Mary and Martha were worshipers. But as I see in this word that pain even comes to the home of worshipers. In this home where they worshiped. They gave it all. They left it all in the field. And when the song hit, when the song didn't hit, when things went good, when things went bad, these were worshipers. But even though they were worshipers, pain still showed up on their doorstep. Problems still arrived. You mean you could have sent this to any house. You didn't have to send this to our house. This is the house where Jesus stays. But even the house where Jesus lives still goes through dark situations. And it's one thing to to hear about something in another country that went on because we can keep going on with our day, cook our dinner and not worry about it five minutes later after we send out the I love you tweet. Or if something happens in our city, we can move to a different part of the city or something happens in our neighborhood, we can move to another neighborhood. But when something happens in your home, it's hard to escape from what's happening in your home. And here in this home, pain has showed. Have you ever had pain show up to your home? As soon as it happens, have you ever told God all the reasons why it shouldn't have happened? And here's these worshipers. So they send word for Jesus. He's only two miles away. Two miles? I could walk two miles in a few minutes. I could run it even faster. Jesus is only two miles away. Hey, send the slow guy if you want. We got time. Lazarus is just sick. 
The one he loves. I, I know as soon as, Je if he hasn't already heard it and he's not already on his way, send someone just in case to go let him know because I know as soon as Jesus finds out, he's going to be right here because this is the house where he stays. We are worshipers here. This is Lazarus. He likes me and Mary, but he loves. Oh, that's his favorite. Whenever he comes in the house, he ignores everyone else and he just sits down with Lazarus. They talk shop, man. Him and Lazarus, they're like this. I know as soon as Jesus, who has all the power, all the authority, hears that Lazarus needs him, he is going to be here in a hot second. Send to get Jesus. So Mary and Martha sitting around Lazarus. Lazarus, I know, I know it's hard, man. Keep holding on. Hold on because Jesus is coming. Hold on because Jesus, this is what I'm telling you tonight. Hold on because Jesus is coming. He's not very far away. He's just two miles away. Just at any moment, he'll arrive. And I can picture them over his bed, just hour after hour, trying to pull his fever down, trying to, trying to calm his pain through whatever medicines they had, trying try to just give him words of encouragement. Jesus is coming. Jesus, Jesus is coming. You don't understand this unless you've had someone sick in your house. You know, if you go over to visit someone sick and they know you're coming, they'll clean the room. They'll, they'll take a shower, they'll brush their teeth, they'll get all ready, you show up, they look, it looks nice, it looks sterile, it looks clean, and then you leave and hell breaks out again. But if you're living with someone sick, you know what kind of pain it is and how angry sick people can be sometimes. Frustrated with being stuck in this bed one more day. I don't want to watch one more episode of whatever it is. They, they are frustrated, the smell that's in there from not being able to take a shower Go to the bathroom on your own, and here is Lazarus, and they're in a sick place trying to give prophetic words that Jesus is coming. Just hang on a little bit. Have you ever tried to give faith to someone in a faithless situation, in a dark situation? Then you can know what it's like to be Mary and Martha. Because here's these worshipers. Jesus has got it. He's coming. He's Lord of all. He's going to be here any second. Just hang on. I got you. I got you. I know your breathing's getting hard, Lazarus. Just hang on a few more days. I, I, any day now, any, any moment. Can you picture at 12 midnight as, as they're trying to keep up? Just go to sleep. Jesus will probably be here in the middle of the night. You'll be better by morning. You'll be eating with us breakfast in the morning. Just a few more. And days and days go by. Lazarus? Just. Hang on, just, he's coming. I know, I know he's coming. I know you're, I know. did you send a second person? I, I know if he knew, if he only knew, if he only knew, he, just hang on, just, just, no, 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 give up. Don't give up, Lazarus. Don't give up. No, 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 no. Jesus is coming. He didn't come. He didn't come. I thought you said Jesus was coming. He didn't come. Lazarus. I can't believe he didn't come. I can't believe he didn't show up. This is the house for you. He stays here. I mean, he didn't have to even show up. He could have just spoke the word. Have you ever been in a place where Jesus didn't answer? When you thought he should have answered? 
and now it's too late? The Bible says that the Jews gathered around Mary and Martha. When it's talking about the Jews here, it's talking about the religious people that were hunting Jesus down. And they comforted him. Be careful who's comforting you when you're bitter at him. Be careful because one day they're comforting you, but they're not comforting you because they really love you. They're comforting you for hopefully what you're going to hate. Be careful who licks your wounds when you got them and doesn't call for you to heal them. But the Jews gathered around and they encouraged them and they, I guess Jesus didn't come. I'm sorry. I, I know you thought he was God. I know you thought he was Lord, but obviously he, he missed this one. He, I know, I know, yeah, I think he loves you, but I'm, I'm not sure. And we'll help you walk this out. And they walk the whole situation out and they, they take him from the room to the, Funeral procession. Close the wall and the Bible says. It says that Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick. The one he loved. Therefore. I mean I thought right after that. I was going to say Jesus got up. He ran as fast as he could. He, he helped Lazarus get out of his sickness. But the Bible says therefore. Jesus abode. Is what one version says. Which means to hang out. To goof off. Jesus hung out. For two more days. Two miles away. Just hung out. Just, I can see if Jesus was busy, like the last time when Jerry's daughter was sick and he was trying to get through town and some woman grabbed him and said, you're going to heal me, the woman with the issue of blood. And he healed her and he got there too late, but he raised her from the dead anyways. I could see if Jesus was busy, but Jesus was just goofing off. And here we are in our darkest hour and it's like God is... Is he like playing ping pong with planets? Like, what is he doing? Have you ever? I, I, you ain't gonna talk to me. I, I know this is not a real, I, I know you guys got it all down, but have you ever just almost wanted to shake God? Like, I, I know I shouldn't say that. I know, I know it's almost like scary to say that lightning might come right through this building and kill me, but, but if we could just be real, uh, because, uh, you know what's funny about church people is we don't know how to be real, you know? We, 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 we like that. Think and hope that somebody else will be real, but we, we don't know how to be real. Sometimes we go, like, I love that guy because he says what I'm thinking, but I ain't going to say what I'm thinking because only he can say what I'm thinking. And we doing good. But I love the Bible because it messes with all your Christian theology and so is mine because the Bible leaves all in the junk. The Bible leaves in David seeing a naked woman on a roof and sleeping with her. Why did it do that? Because it wants to let us know that the Bible is real. The Bible went through real garbage, real junk. Lazarus dies. Lazarus dies in this text. And I want to stick up for Jesus and be his lawyer today and try to prove to you why Jesus let Lazarus die. But he's not giving me much information. He was hanging out, goofing off two miles away. But I get it because I felt like that. I felt like sometimes when I'm crying out to God, it's like, can you even, are you kidding me? Can, can you not stop what you're doing? I mean, for me, I want God to show up in like an ambulance. I'm here. What do you need? I mean, forget the planets. Forget earthquakes not happening. Forget taking care of everybody. I need you to take care of me. Have you ever asked God, God, I need you. I want God to stress out with me a little bit. I kind of want him to freak out a little bit. Like, oh, my gosh, how, how are we going to handle this? I kind of want to see a sweat come off his brow for me. I want that compassion. But here's God, and he's hanging out. And Lazarus is dead. 
And then three days later, two days later, Jesus goes, let's go. <laughs> Him and the disciples come rolling into town. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm here. Who are you? Oh, Jesus? Oh, you, you, you better not go see Mary. She, 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 she's angry. Did you not get her letters? You didn't get her phone calls? Did you not check your voicemail, Jesus? I mean, people will get ticked if you don't see them when they're sick. Hmm. And here comes Jesus. Hey, guys. Oh, I don't think he knows. Um, Jesus, uh, Mary's not here because she's, she can't even see you right now. But Lazarus, he died. I guess you didn't know. It was, it, was a hurt, it was a rush two miles away. You thought you could get here. Here comes Mary and Martha. Martha doesn't even give him time to respond. Neither does Mary. She says, are you kidding me? Where were you when? Where were you, Jesus? Have you ever had that moment? Where were you in 2016? I don't even know if I can trust you in 2017. Because you were like hanging out or something. Like, are you kidding me? It was too much. Could you not? You could have just said the words. And they would have been healed. This is, do you know this was Lazarus, the Lazarus you love? And Mary says the same thing. I'm angry at you. Mary the worshiper. I used to worship you, but I don't know if I can worship you anymore because I gave you all. You didn't give me all. But what we're really saying is you didn't give me what I want when I wanted it. Even if what you want is a good thing, we have to trust God with the great thing. And something snapped into Martha that wasn't in Mary. Mary was like, you didn't show up. Martha was like, you didn't show up. But Martha said, but even now. Even though you missed it, Jesus. In my mind, even now, I know who you are. You are Lord of all. And even now, you can do whatever you want to do. And if you just say the words, I know Lazarus is dead and I think you missed it. But even now, if you just speak something there is something different that has to rise up in this generation that says yeah it feels like our world is falling apart but even now the god that i serve he's lord not just of some he's lord of all and even now god in the last hour past the hour at midnight you can do all that you want to do. Even now, even now, you can change my job situation. Even now, you can bring my marriage back together. Even now, you can open doors that have never been opened. Even this year, even though it feels like you failed in lockdown and God missed you last year. Even now. Even now. What if you got an even now attitude? I know, I know all of us could have the other attitude. God, where were you when? But what if some people got a real attitude beyond? What if you got beyond your mind and your ideas and how you think it should work out and said, God, even now, I'm not, God, you thought I stopped knocking after he was dead. I'm, I'm knocking again. I'm knocking again because I know you are Lord of the living and you are Lord of the dead and you can do all things at any time, even now, even now you are Lord. Is he Lord of your even now? Or is now he little God? 
because he missed the time, even though he created time. Even now. And then Jesus says, okay, you're right, even now. I wonder what would have happened if she wouldn't have said even now. He might have gone right on. But she held him to his, not his manhood, but his godhood. She said, even now, do something. Jesus says this, take me to where you laid him. I love that he says that because he doesn't say, send me to where you laid him. He says, take me there. See, what God wants us to do and what he wants to do in your life is he wants to ask you, where did you lay him? Where did your faith die? Where did your dreams die? Where, where did you give up hope? What, what was that moment where, where it just was too much? Can you take me to there? Because if you take me there, I can be the Lord of there. Don't send me there. Take me there. Because I want you to watch me resurrect what you thought had no hope. I want you to watch me resurrect your dream that you thought was too far gone. I want you to take me there because me going there has more to do with you than it does to me. So take me there. She takes him there. She goes, oh, but I want to tell you, it stinks. I mean, Jesus, he's been dead for four days. Four days, the body probably, she, she actually stops Jesus before they start rolling open the tombs. like, hey, it's kind of embarrassing for you to go into that. And here's what I want to tell you, that Jesus, thank God, he wasn't afraid of our dirty, stinky places. Thank God he's not afraid of your dirty, stinking, dead dreams. Thank God he's not afraid of your last year. And she says, God, I don't know if I can I let you in that room. It's like hoarders in there. And he says, I'm, I'm Lord of there. He says, open it up. Jesus stands outside the, the tomb and doesn't even go in. And he says this, Lazarus, come forth. I used to think he said it three times because there was a song that did that. It's on this track, Carmen. If, you, if you're not old enough, you don't know what I'm talking about. And they had this weird bell. And I always pictured this dead man getting up. He said it three times. The third time had all the power. But my Bible says he says it once. Because he didn't need to call anyone more than once. Because the moment he calls you, you can't help it. But jump out of where you're at. Lazarus, come forth. Uh, I, lo I love that he said this too. He goes, he goes uh, before he said that, he, he said, God, I'm about to do something. I know that I have to do this because you heard my thoughts. You know what I'm desiring. But I'm going to do something for them. He says, Mary, come here. We'll bring the Jewish people too. All the haters. Get, get them right around here. These, not the Jewish people in L.A. I'm saying, you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> bring these religious people around me. He said, get them close. He said, what I'm about to do, God, is not for you or for me or for Lazarus. It's for them. I need them to hear because I need them to know who you are. You know what that tells me? Beyond he could have said it, he could have thought him alive. <laughs> That's bad. That's why the Bible tells you this. Do you know how many thoughts God has of you? Just the thoughts that God has of you are already waking up things inside of you. God, you could have thought this in. You could have knew from just knowing who, what you're thinking. But just so they'll know, he goes, Lazarus, come forth. And all of a sudden, I, I can see the faces of the people around, the religious people that were standing there, the faces of Mary as they heard. God, did it happen? Is it, what? Is it, is it, wait, no, 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 there's no way. I, I can picture their faces 
of, of almost disgust and disbelief all at the same time that all Jesus did was say, Lazarus, come forth. Uh, you have to understand the full picture here because the, the Bible says that Jesus didn't do this uh, because of Mary or Martha or Lazarus, but he did it for people that would be watching, that he did it that they would become believers. It says, Lazarus, come forth. I studied a little more, and the people that would have been standing around them at that moment would have been Sadducees, a sect of religious leaders. Each sect had their own beliefs of how they believed and saw the word and interpreted it. And the Sadducees specifically believed that your soul departed from your body on the fourth day. So why did God wait four days? God missed it, right? God made a mistake, right? No, he was waiting until they thought he was all the way dead. There is no way this dude is coming back. And then he invited them to the tomb to watch what he could do that they couldn't do so that they would bow down and say, you are Lord of all, not of some, not of... He, look, he is making you so broke so your haters have to come start going, oh, yeah, yeah, I told you so. It ain't going to work out. Some of you guys, there's doors shutting your face so the people back home will go, yep, see, you shouldn't have left. You shouldn't have did it. I don't think it's going to work out. And then all of a sudden, God in the midnight hour or after the hour does what only God can do so you can give only God praise for a fourth day resurrection in your life. What does he let be so dead? Look, if, if, God, is, if God has let something die that much, I wonder who he's trying to draw to it. He's not doing it for you. He's doing it so the haters can praise him in the midst of seeing what only he can do. At the end of the day, you're going to go, yep, yeah, I couldn't pay it. The, the, the mortgage closed. I don't know how it was going to work out. But God came through. My God always comes through. And he came through for me. He can come through for you. And I love that he said, Lazarus, come forth. Good thing he didn't not say anything. Some say if he would have just said, come forth, every dead person in the earth would have got up. Be specific. Lazarus, not all you other jokers. There's more per one person named Lazarus. But all he had to do was say, Lazarus comes forth. I could see the Holy Spirit picking through through. Not you, Lazarus. Not you, Lazarus. No, that Lazarus. Come forth. I want to tell you tonight, God has a word for you. Ain't nobody can steal it. Ain't nobody can take it. And when he says it, the dead things in you are going to start to rise. Lazarus comes forth and he's hopping out like this. And as he's moving forward, he still has his past on him. At the entrance, Jesus says, take off his grave clothes. Some of you are alive. But you're still wearing the clothes from where you used to be. You're still wearing the anger and the resentment and the offense and the hurt and the wounds. And, and we've had people help wrap us up. And they're okay with us being wrapped up in our past because they're wrapped up in their past. And they want us to wear the same outfit. But I came to tell a generation, I'm tired of being twins with offended people and wounded people. I'm ready to take off this past and this hurt and this abuse and say, God, I'm ready to live my destiny. Why wrap up something alive and something dead? You know, many people in our generation are still offended at the church, hurt by the church, still talking about, oh, I hate Christians, I hate, get over it. You are not helping. You are not helping. Going, hey, Christians suck. You're not helping. Just go be the Christian they want to see. 
Start walking instead of talking. Take off your grave clothes and let him see alive Lazarus. Later on the Bible, it says that, that, that Jesus was sitting with Lazarus and Lazarus was reclining at the table. Oh, I love that picture. Can you picture that? Is that, a, that the guy that was dead, Lazarus? He's alive. And the Bible says the Jews, the religious people, were trying to kill Jesus and Lazarus. I, I never noticed that before. I said, Jesus and Lazarus. Sometimes you feel like life is trying to kill you. It's not trying to kill you because of you. It's trying to kill you because of what Jesus did inside your life. But is Lazarus afraid of death? <laughs> the enemy is trying to scare you with something that God has already defeated through you. I don't picture, that's why Lazarus was, they said, Lazarus was being hunted down. He's like, I'm good, man. Bring me another apple cider. Do you want, you want to party hard tonight or tomorrow night or any night? I'm alive. That's all I care about, baby. But I've defeated death. And the devil comes up. I'm going to kill you. You're like, uh-uh, cool, man. I was already dead once. You want me to die again just to prove to you that he's still God of every. You can come. You guys are trying to get me to preach all night. You can just come up. Go ahead. <laughs> They're trying to kill Lazarus. And the Bible says, because everyone that saw Lazarus saw how powerful God was. And every day, hundreds of people were giving their life to Jesus because of seeing Lazarus. Let me, I'll read it to you because I know I didn't say it right, but just so you can really get an amen in there. Amen. It says this, uh, John chapter 12 Verse 9, meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus. See, see people are not just going to see Jesus, but they're going to want to also see you to really see how powerful Jesus is. They said, whom was raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For on account of him, many of the Jews we're going over to Jesus and putting their faith in him. You have to go through stuff, not for you, but for the people that will see that God is the Lord of your life. I wonder what you're going through right now that you and I still think is about us, but is about someone else seeing the glory of God in our lives. I don't know about you. I don't want to sign up for pain. But if it's what I have to walk through so they can get to something greater, then God sign me up. Let me be a bridge that they can walk on to see you, to meet you. God, if a dream has to die so they can see that you could not be killed by death, then so be it. Whatever has to happen, let it happen. You know what's crazy about Lazarus? He was not a good preacher. Not a good singer. I don't even know if he could perform. I don't even know what job he did. All I see in this scripture is this is all he did. And there was, he was such a threat to the enemy from doing this. Some of you think you have to go do this crazy thing to change the world. All you got to do is just live out the grace that he's put in your life to do what you couldn't do. Look, it's not that complicated. He was such a threat to the enemy that they were trying to kill him for doing this. Maybe it's just a smile at work. 
Maybe it's just believing where you used to not believe. Look, the gospel's not that complicated, guys. It's very simple. We're called to change the world. But it doesn't start by making a big map and blueprint. It starts by getting back to his blueprint of who he's called you to be. What has been resurrected in your life that you can boast about this year? You know what the greatest thing you could do for 2017 before it even starts? Is talk about where Jesus met you in 2016. And begin to proclaim that to everyone you meet. Man, God is amazing. I used to be dead, now I'm alive. It's that simple. Would you stand to your feet all over this room? God wants to do an even now moment in your life. I believe that. And even now. Can you grab the hand of your neighbor across the aisles and lower floor? What a great night. This place is packed on New Year's Day. I don't even know if half of you have slept since last night. I woke up in the new year. I just woke up and I was in the new year. I didn't even make it to 12, but praise the Lord. I'm getting older. <laughs> My kids wake me up at 5, amen. <laughs> Happy New Year, Dad. Okay. I, wanna, I want you to have a real happy New Year today. Not one that ends with the confetti, but one that is eternal. Thank you for listening. If you have something that you need prayer for, we would love to pray for you. Visit fearlessla.com slash fearless TV to fill out a prayer request or find more information about Fearless Church.